Local Dreams podcast with Donda Cordova, asking the important questions of today's top cowboys and cowgirls about what it takes to be a winner, where their inspiration comes from, and what makes up their everyday life. So grab your gear, the shoots are loaded. The Buckle Dreams podcast starts now. It's not every day that we get the opportunity to have so much fun on the interview. So I hope you enjoy Heath DeMoss. He's been to the WNFR five different times, and he's just a great, funny guy. So this interview is great. Sit back and enjoy, and I'll see you at the end. The Buckle Dreams Podcast is brought to you by Champion's Choice Buckles. So Heath, this is a question I have for every cowboy. Do you, If you have a preference, do you prefer straw or felt hats? Straw, definitely. De- okay. <laughs> that was easy. No, huh? no, but... Uh... I can't wait to put on the straw, but I just picked up a new hat sponsor, and I, I like I was never got to wear a good felt, so maybe it's going to change my mind. So maybe, maybe J.W. Brooks will be my saving grace. Who is J.W. Brooks? He's out of Arkansas. Uh, He's one of the premier hat makers, and I put one on, but I haven't got to enough wear one like every day. And they're real light and just you know like a straw, but it's a felt hat, you know, so. Oh, I'm nice. hoping and praying that it's going to change them because I can't stand a heavy hat. So that's why I like a straw so much. I had a preference. I'd wear an American straw hat. <laughs> an American. Okay. Sounds good. That's right. That's right. <laughs> okay. Now, there are many stereotypes about rodeo and people around rodeo. Heath, what is the biggest stereotype that you'd like to put to rest? Oh, shoot. I don't know. I kind of agree with all of them. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah, bull riders wear flat brim hats. That's about all it is. <laughs> <laughs> Cap ropers are clean. They got too much starch on. Heck, I think they even starch your socks. Oh, do they? But, uh, the socks, too. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, but the stereotype of the bronc riders being the real cowboys, you know, that's true. Okay, all right. So, I'll... <laughs> so Heath, talk to me about failure and how, how you handle it. Failures, I mean, it's going to be part of of uh, of rodeo, you know, of bronc riding for dang sure. There's there's no uh, there's no way you're going to ride every one of them. There's no way that you're going to win every rodeo. I can, the way I deal with it is I just look for something positive out of everything. You know, I've, if I had a good mark out or if I reached up and hit him one, you know, one time real good lick, you know, that's what I'll concentrate on or or if nothing went good, I'll just focus on what somebody else did good, even if that means it's in a different event. So here's a part of it. You just got to take it. It's a bitter taste for dang sure, and uh, not one that you want to get used to, but you do have to taste it. It's better just to take it, try to try to find something good out of it. Okay. But, uh, but that's part of it. All right. Well, Heath, tell me, what would you tell a rookie starting out in their beginning of their career? Do you have any advice for them? Yeah, it's going to hurt. <laughs> okay. It's going to be a long road, partner. <laughs> you know, um, I found that the, the two keys to success is uh, preparation and uh, determination. You know, you put those two together, then I mean, it, eventually it's going to work for you. And if you're determined enough, then you will be prepared. If you're prepared, that means you're determined. So they can go all out. You know, I, I, the only thing I can tell you is just be all in it. Put everything you got into it if you're going to do it. Because uh, if you're going to do it and be half-hearted at it, you're going to get hurt. And you're not going to have any good stories to tell whenever you get older. 
you're just going to be hurt. So it's best just put your whole heart and soul in it and uh, go after it. I was reading I was reading a bio on you, I guess, and they said that you you like to team rope and table tennis and hunt, and I thought that was a kind of a weird combination to do table tennis and hunting at the same time. You know, so. Yeah, well, that's what a lot of people don't, don't know about me. I'm a world-class ping-pong player. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I like to play the game, but I always think that's funny to put that because everybody puts hunting and fishing and right, team over and stuff like that. But, <laughs> heck, I, do, I like to play ping-pong. Well, good. So. I'm glad you admit it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we know that people think that rodeoing for living is a dream, but what is the true cost of your lifestyle to you and your family? Uh, the cost is uh, being gone uh, in the summertime. You miss out on a lot of stuff. You know, today, you know, now it's Skype and, and, and stuff like that, and, and kind of sort of be there and see them and, and uh, you know, you get pictures and you can talk to them and everything, but. You know, you miss out on, you know, like my baby's first steps. You know, I miss that stuff. You know, my wife tried to play it off and whenever I got home. and Like, oh, my God, she's walking for the first time. But I actually missed her first steps. You know, that, that kind of stuff like that. You, you can't miss out on that stuff, and it really sucks when you do it. But, you know, really on for a dream, I mean, it is a dream. I couldn't be more happier to be doing what I'm doing. But uh, when I do get to be with them, it's sweet. You know, we had to have fun whenever I come home. It's not like I got another job when I come home. I'm just there, you know, and can be with them and play and have fun, you know. Well, is there a is there a clean version to why they call you danger? Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a clean version. Yeah, it ain't nothing. Uh, yeah, all the announcers and whatnot just talk about it's because of how I ride and this, that, and the other. But it's actually off of a movie called The Million Dollar Baby. <laughs> And if you ever seen that movie, there's a guy on there named Danger, and that's how I got my nickname. I and, see. Uh, I see. And he's not the best fighter in the world, but he's got his whole heart and soul in it. Well, that's, <laughs> that's all that matters, right? Heart and soul. So that's right. That's right. <laughs> you know, as a kid, I can remember looking up to rodeo stars and being really interested in what inspirational messages that that they had. So. So tell me, Heath, has anyone influenced you, or do you look up to anyone from the past as a mentor? My dad, I looked up to my dad, and he, uh, he rode bareback national high school champ two years in a row, 74 and 75. And he, whenever I was growing up, and he would tell me these stories about faraway places and, and uh, you know, man-against-beast-type stuff, you know, and traveling, man, it was just, Holy smokes, I knew that. that's what I wanted to do. I want to do that. And the other has been my brother. Anybody knows me or him, they know, you know, he's one of the best rock riders that's ever lived. In my book, he's the best one that's ever lived. And the other one would be Billy Atbauer. That's um, his, his grit to get every lick on a horse is, is amazing to me. And uh, that's kind of what I, I like to look up to him. Yeah, who don't? I mean, he's everybody's hero. Yeah, he is. He's definitely an ambassador for the sport, but so are you. Well, I don't know if I've reached that status. Like, I, don't, I don't think if I ever even won more world championships than him, I'd never think that I was ever ever anywhere close to Billy that hour. But uh, thank you for saying that. That's very well, nice you're of welcome. You. <laughs> you're welcome. So <laughs> is there anything that that keeps you motivated daily? Well, my wife, we share the same dream. 
two of my dreams are her dreams, you know, and, and uh, she keeps me rocking on, you know. Heck, if it wasn't for her and, and her help with, you know, with the family and everything, like, that, there's no way I can keep keep on going, and she's right there behind me whenever I'm not doing good. She keeps me built up to dying good woman. You know, I had read that you would occasionally still ride the Bronx saddle that you had in your junior year, I guess, of high school, right? So... Yeah, actually, in sophomore year. I yeah. was a sophomore. Yeah, still riding the same saddle, yeah. Never rode. And I had uh, one that uh, a buddy of mine uh, gave me. He bought a brand new one, and we didn't know nothing about it or anything. And we just bought a brand new G-Bar-G, and it was twice the size that I needed. Oh, wow. <laughs> and uh, I rode in that for a little while. And then uh, I was in a bareback riding school. And, uh, you know, there's no bronc riders in Louisiana. And uh, they were having this bareback riding school, so I just wanted to go, just see if they'd let me get on something, you know. And uh, there was a guy there, and he was selling bareback riggings, and he just so happened to have this saddle. And I uh, wanted $200 for it. A buddy of mine just lent me the money, and I bought it. And the heck, just, just got it paid for last year, so. Oh, wow. <laughs> Tickled to death about it. Last year? Is that what you said? Finally, finally paid for itself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, Heath, tell us what the next step is to growing the sport of rodeo in your mind. To growing the sport of rodeo, right? What do you What do you feel is like the next step? I got some ideas, but they're pretty controversial. Like I probably won't mention it on here, but there's lots of stuff happening right now, and like you know, the PRS is growing by leaps and bounds, and it's just the rough stock, the Bronx Fairbanks and Bulls. And, and that seems to be what, you know, everybody is looking to come see somebody get hurt in action happening or something. So I don't know if it needs to be a band of, of that. And I, I know it just it can't keep going the way that it's going and people make a living at it. I mean, there's, it's, there's just too much expense. It's, it's way too, way too astronomical. And I, I, honest to God, like I've got a big band that I can pile four guys in and, and travel constantly. And it's still expensive as all get out, driving with, you know, four guys in the vehicle. So, I mean, I, I don't understand how a cast roper or a team roper or anything like that can even go down the road. Like, I don't know how it's going to keep working. Okay. It's something, something's going to change, and there's lots of stuff in the works right now. So, I think, uh, I think we'll see a huge change, I'm going to say, within two years to, to five tops. We'll see. I'm excited. Now, as a person that goes to many of the big events, and thanks to some of your sponsors, you have an opportunity to see new products before anyone else. So can you tell us about any new products that you're using or maybe some tried and true products that your sponsors have you using? Yeah, one of my main sponsors is Finch, and uh, they've got stuff coming out. It seems like every month they got something else coming out, but... They've got this dead gum black wool jacket that's a hundred percent wool that is I'm talking about phenomenal. I, I love it. Absolutely. They gave us all a bunch of them whenever we made the NFR and they they got the warmest thing on God's green earth and they look pretty neat too. Justin Boots they they they've always got, you know, some kind of gator or giraffe type boot coming out or something like that, you know. <laughs> I, got, I, got, I get to see a lot of stuff, but I can't think about none of it now. Well, how can people reach you the best, Heath, if they have any questions about your sponsors? Or are you on Facebook or Twitter?
Twitter or where where's the easiest way to contact you? Yeah, I'm on Facebook. My wife runs that thing for me. I get to see it whenever somebody comments or something like that, but Allie keeps everything updated where I'm going and this, that, and the other. But, yeah, if somebody wants to contact me, I mean, I'll eventually get it. Okay. <laughs> but that's via Facebook. So. I, I'm coming around to it. I, I'm close. No, I, I'm coming around to Facebook. Like, if I'm not driving, heck, I, it seems like I got better stuff to do than, than stare at my phone. I haven't quite figured it out yet. I'm not going to lie. But uh, <laughs> but Hallie keeps me posted on all the important stuff that's on there. So. All right. Sounds good. Well, this is a question I ask all my guests. It's tell us the story of when you were a kid and won that very first buckle. What did it mean to you? Oh, it was great because I beat my brother at winning the buckle. <laughs> That's always <laughs> the best, right? <laughs> yeah. It was 1999, and I was in a dummy roping contest in uh, Monroe, Louisiana. They had the dummy set out there, and then every kid would take a round, and whoever caught it went on to the next round, and they moved it back like two foot every time. So it got down to me and this one last boy, and I had a loop big enough to catch a house. Like, <laughs> I swung, and I swung, and I swung, and swung, and swung. And I threw that loop, and it caught my whole dummy, head, heels, and all. And uh, I was freaking out because, you know, it wasn't a legal head catch. And uh, and they counted it, and the other boy didn't even get, you know, he didn't catch nothing, so I won the belt buckle. And uh, it was, it was, uh, I wore that thing, I was probably a, probably a sophomore in high school, I wore that belt buckle. <laughs> but neat. yeah, it meant the world to me, for That's sure. Neat. So, do you have any bronchi right? in schools or anything coming up that, that you'd like to let people know about? The only the only school that I'm really involved with, unless somebody contacts me and wants me to do a school or something like that, that I have on schedule here is Thanksgiving weekend, Skeet, Texas, and it's for the Justin Cowboy Crisis Fund. We go to that every year, and that that's a dang sure good school to get to because you know, not only am I going to be there, but but everybody that's going to the NFR and the Broncos and Bearback riding are there. If you like to solve one particular person, chances are he's going to be there to teach you what you want to learn. I, I, in my mind, that's the best school that you can get to. And that's on Thanksgiving weekend? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Right. How nice. Is there a website or anything do you know about that has that information? I think you go to uh, Justin Cowboy Crisis Fund, and, and I think it will be on there. And it, it's posted, like, in the PSN. Okay. There are a couple to three months before it happened. You ought to be able to find somebody on there. That's Justin Cowboy Crisis is the one that handles all that. Well, Heath, I sure appreciate your time today, and I, I just have one final question for you. What is your definition of greatness? Yeah, somebody who um, somebody who gives it everything they got, you know, and leaves it out there every dead gum time. I guess there's an, there's an amount of winning that goes with that. Just giving it everything you got, that's pretty dead-gum great. If you give it everything you got every dead-gum time, that's, that's pretty dead-gum great. The Buckle Dreams Podcast is brought to you by Champion's Choice Buckles. I hope you guys got as much out of that interview as I did. Heath's a monster all-around neat guy that I, I really enjoyed interviewing, and he had a smile on my face the whole time. So like he told you, if you would like to find him, you can go to his Facebook page, and through his wife Haley, hopefully he can... Um, 
get some of your messages. If you like what we're doing, go to iTunes, let us know about it. Because the only way we get better is from feedback from you guys. So keep us informed. Let us know what you like to hear from us. And, and if you have any questions, you can email us on our website at buckledreams.com. God bless you and your family, and we'll see you next time. Now, being cowboys and being traditionalists, before we ever buck a horse, before we ever tie a calf, we pay tribute to the greatest country in the world. And we do that by flying the most beautiful flag that has ever flown over God's green earth. Oh, glory. And tonight, as I know, as each and every one of you are going to stand, I want you to do me a special favor. I want you to take your hand and I want you to put it over your heart. Do you feel that? That's your heartbeat. That's not just your heartbeat, that's the heartbeat of hundreds of thousands of men and women that have fought and died so that you can live in the greatest country in the world, the United States of America. You know, as we sit here on such a great weekend and we take a look around us, and we look at our families that sit next to us, whether it's our sons or our daughters or girlfriends or our wives. We think about the great things that we're gonna get to do, the privileges that we have as free Americans. You know, on Valentine's Day, we're going to get to sit down and have a date with our wife or our girlfriend. And on Christmas morning, we're going to get to sit around the tree with our family and open presents. On Sunday mornings, we get to worship in the church of our choice with our family. And our kids go to school in a free country where they can grow up to be whatever they want to be. But you know what? Those things don't just happen by accident. They happen because of the sacrifice of the men and the women of our national force that don't have the same privileges that we get to going to miss out on Christmas. They're going to miss out on Valentine's Day. They're probably not going to get to walk their kids to the bus for the first day of school like we do. But you know what? They make a sacrifice for us so that we never again have to fight in the United States of America. And even though some people forget about the sacrifices that they make, we don't. We in the cowboy business don't forget about what it takes to be free Americans. And for that, we support our men and women that are overseas fighting for our freedom. So I'm going to ask you tonight, how many of you are proud to be Americans and how many of you are proud of the red, white, and blue? Now, one of the greatest freedoms that we share is our freedom of religion. Would you please join me in a word of prayer? Our grace and heavenly Father, we want to thank you for this beautiful day that you have given us. We want to thank you for our cowboys, our cowgirls, our livestock, and especially our fans. We want to thank you for your sacrifice that you made to give us a chance to go to heaven. Father, we ask tonight that you watch over this arena and you watch over each and every one of us on our travels home as well. And Father, tonight we say a special prayer for our leaders in Washington and especially for our brave men and women that are overseas fighting for our freedom. And it's in your son's precious name that we pray. 